to the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death. And you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rougher Than Usual House Podcast, uh, episode number 252 for November 21, 2021. I'm Marty. And I am Christoph, and I enjoy a good palindrome episode number. <laughs> uh, uh, slightly later than usual record for us on a Sunday, uh, as our yeah. boy Chris was at working, etc., a wedding all weekend long. <laughs> it was a busy-ass weekend. Yes. It was down in like the Gaithersburg area, uh, so like an hour-ish, a little over an hour. It's far enough away that I didn't want to, you know... Come, definitely didn't want to come home last night. Yeah. Uh, and we got down there a day early just to hang out because it was good friends and I was DJing it and rehearsal and all that, all that fun stuff. Totally. It's just been a, a long, 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 long couple days. And I am uh, physically tired. I'm sleepy tired. Yeah. Um, Mentally sore. worn out a bit, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I th- but I think the worst part of it all is I miss Rampage. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, if you were to miss any episode of Rampage, we'll talk about it. But if you were to miss any episode of Rampage, this was going to be the one. Um, okay. Well, that it, worked out well. It was it was a fine show. I enjoyed it. But there wasn't a, a, a lot of right. note to, to dig into. Uh, I did want to pay you a compliment, though, Chris. Uh, oh? I Please. Because we, Shower are, me. we are friends on uh, Mark Zuckerberg's... Uh, Website of Doom. Um, yes. That's the new name because they don't want to call it Facebook anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw photos of you uh, tagged over the course of the weekend. The DDP yoga working out very well for you, my friend. You're oh, looking, you're looking buddy. svelte. You're looking you're looking good. Thank you. Legitimately. I'm looking less fat. Let's not get out of hand. No. <laughs> I, I was like, damn, he's looking good. He's looking you're uh, looking comfortable, which is uh, yeah, an important thing. Uh, so yeah, well, it's to the point where n- most of my clothes don't fit. <laughs> That's an awesome place to be. Yeah, well, f- for my mindset and my body and my health, but not my fucking wallet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's although okay. I will say, I PWTs uh, is doing a Black Friday sale. You can just sort of stop. I know. Back I'm up. <laughs> tr- yeah, I know. But at the same time, I'm like, do I commit? Do I fully commit to going down to an XL yeah. from a two X? Yeah, that's or do I mean, I like my shirts, you know, roomy. Sure. So I don't I don't I don't know. I mean, and it, you know, eh, this is really interesting for everybody listening, I'm sure. Um, But, you know, well, thank you. Thank you for the compliments. You know, the the diet has not been going well, considering last weekend's full gear uh, shenanigans (laughs) with all the foodstuffs. And then this weekend I've. uh, I've uh, had a fair number of beers and uh, a lot of food. So, yeah. you know, kind we'll, of a we'll see. I'll, overall I'll back, shit uh, show. Back. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been fun and delicious, yeah. mostly. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm just uh, my tummy's angry at me uh, mm-hmm. at the time being. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure this large coffee I have right here isn't going to help that. So if you no. see me run off at some point, that's what. No, no, that's I'm, where I'm going. I'm sure it won't. But speaking of an overall shit show that is neither fun nor delicious, did it. The World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports. All right, so as we record this, we're a few hours away from Survivor Series 2021. It is a show that means oh, nothing. Oh, shit, yeah, that's tonight. <laughs> yes, it is a show that means nothing. That is being yeah. promoted as this battle for brand supremacy with teams being put together by authority figures who are on both fucking shows. Yeah. Which means nothing. Why couldn't they have just... Why couldn't they have just assigned Raw to Pierce and SmackDown to Sonya and had them, you know, put their teams together and have it that way? That, if you're that not going to have stakes, at least have some kind of fucking common sense behind it. That would make a lot of sense. That would make tons of sense. That that would be valuable. That would be useful. That would show some sense of direction and understanding and, you know, extending goodwill towards their roster. But you know what? We should have known because Thursday night. Here we go again. We got eight more cuts from the WWE. Late, too. Yeah. Yeah. This, this uh, happened, like, after 7 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. This, or at least the news broke after Yeah, the news o'clock. broke. Uh, I, I I only know this because I was uh, streaming at the time with uh, the, the Art Fight folks. It was about – it was almost uh-huh. 9.30 at night when uh, the news broke. Oh, that late. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight talents cut – some I will say are surprising because they've been on TV. Some maybe not surprising. So Shane Thorne, <laughs> who is not Mikey Nichols, uh, he's oh, going. Okay, gotcha. Not not a big surprise on that All one. Right. You know he he was a member so of they- Retribution. He was Slapjack. Uh, they were doing some dark <laughs> matches with him uh, as an Outback Jack type character. It didn't uh, work. Wow, he's gone. It's like what, what country are you from? Yeah. yeah, I'm from Australia. All right, right. Um, Got your gimmick right here. Yeah, so we'll just do that. Uh, but now he's he's cut. Uh, honestly, if I'm him, I would have been like, "Weren't you supposed to get me two weeks ago? Come on, guys." Uh, yeah. Jackson Riker, forgotten no more. He's gone. I mean, if I, you know, were to be the guy to be happy that somebody lost a job, Jackson Riker would be the guy. Oh yeah, no, fuck that guy. That guy's terrible. Uh, yeah. for he's kind of human garbage. Yes. For the second time in two years, it's a bittersweet, uh, that was a bittersweet day for, uh, Oh wait, no, that was Friday. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say that was a bitter, bittersweet, bittersweet 24 hours for Jackson Riker, uh, yeah. in terms of his, um, uh, affiliations. We'll put it that way. Yes. Yes. Yeah, um, I think you're picking up on a put. I, I, I very much am. Uh, fuck so many people. Uh, for the second yeah. time in, I was going to say two years. No, second time in a year, uh, calendar year, uh, Drake Maverick found himself fired. He was fired, of course, in April 2020 during the first round of mm-hmm. what are now regular cuts. He got rehired mm-hmm. due to a viral video where he cried about it, and he has been mm-hmm. let go again. Uh, so no more well, spud n- in WWE. He, well, also, they like they kind of took advantage of that. Oh like, yeah, they, they made were, it brought the him back. Line. They they brought yeah, him back. They, made it they the put him on NXT. Line. He had to fight for a contract, quote unquote. It was right. really shitty. Tegan yeah. Knox 
also gone. Uh, which, well, she was just on SmackDown, right? She, <laughs> she and Shotzi got called up together. Uh, they uh-huh. both respectively lost parts of their name. Shotzi Blackheart became Shotzi. Tegan Knox became Knox. They beat the then women's tag champions twice in non-title matches. Were never seen again. Shotzi got uh, a singles push. Tegan uh, nowhere to be seen. Who were who did they beat? Who were the women's tag champions? Uh, that was Natalia and Tamina at the time. Who are the women's tag champs now? Uh, I believe it's Natalia and Tamina right now. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. All right. All right. Yeah. Wow. That's it's okay. Tegan Knox. I mean, it's another one where a lot of upside. Yeah, she was a little uh, bit by the injury bug uh, often. Sure. Um, but a lot of a lot of talent there. It's a shame. Um, I I feel like maybe she will land somewhere. She's one of the Definitely. ones that you know will likely be pursued by whatever fucking companies are left. Sorry, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, God, this would be a perfect time for Ring of Honor to exist. Yeah. Well, (laughs) technically they still do. I I recognize they're talking about relaunching in April and all that. But like right now, especially with this list of people on top of what's already out there, this is a time where if you wanted to be a, a number three, if you wanted to like, jump over impact you could do yeah but yeah not so much not if you're uh not if your uh parent corporation's 12 billion dollars in debt you can't (laughs) very true very true (laughs) that'll prohibit that the remaining three members of top row were all let go uh shanti the adonis isaiah swerve scott and top dollar it was hit hit row right Uh, yes sorry hit row okay all right I was like, uh, okay, all right, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Swerve, man, like the guy had a pretty solid run, short, albeit, but a pretty solid run in the Fed here. Uh, he won some gold down in NXT, had a good uh, uh, feud down there with what he was feuding with uh, 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 Bronson Reed and and Phantasma at some mm-hmm. point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and then the whole uh, hit row thing came together, which apparently, from everything I've heard, was good. Yeah, uh, one of the yeah, better things very, on NXT. Good. And then they got drafted up to, to SmackDown, got them, uh, got them full main roster contracts with the full complete ninety day non compete, like a yep. bunch of fucking dickheads. Yep, man, that's just that's literally just, just started on SmackDown weeks ago. Yeah. And they're all gone. They yeah. they let go of B-Fab two weeks ago in the prior cutting. Yeah. And this week, the other three members. Uh, word is uh, part of the primary reason is um, – so uh, Swerve was in NXT the leader of the group. Upon being right. called up, they wanted to make Top Dalla the star of the group because he's a big guy who's agile. And okay. uh, word is, and look, take this with a grain of salt because this seems to be the story that gets out every single time someone is in the news. Uh, it was mm. said about Charlotte. It's been said about Keith Lee. Well, let's say it again about Top Dollar. Apparently, he was uh, difficult to work with. Um, yeah, I'm now, not it, believing that. Now, if you listen to Top Dollar on his own Twitter feed, he's saying, yes, I was difficult to work with. I called the front office when they let go of BFAB and told him that was bullshit. 
And apparently he was complaining about how things kept getting changed on them. According to a story he was telling on um, Busted Open Radio, they literally were told Tuesday that they were going to be um, at at, uh, SmackDown on Friday. They were going to do Survivor Series. They're going to be raw on Monday for something. And they filmed promos for a Black Friday ad on Tuesday. Wow. Wow. Okay. And then they were fired on Thursday. Here's something I don't understand. Yeah. If you're being released from your contract, why do you have to hold on to the contracted 90-day non-compete? If you're being released from your contract, the contract should be null and void. Well, they, they do give you the option of not being paid out and sort of jumping the gun and being on television somewhere else immediately. Okay. So they pay you for those 90 days. Yes. Yes. You get paid for 90 days. So you get paid your downside guarantee for those 90 days. So you can think of it more of a severance than anything else. Right. But you can choose to not take the severance and say, sign with AEW. Okay. I gotcha. It Uh, seems like the majority of people take the, take the cash. Exactly. And honestly, I don't blame them, especially because no, right no. now I don't know what the landscape looks for any of these people. Yes, there's there is definitely a, a resurgence of the indie scene because all these talents who got locked up by NXT and, and yeah. AEW, a lot of them are now finding themselves without jobs. They can go to the indies. Indies can prosper. You know, you can make presumably comparable, if not better money between the hustle of doing indie shows and selling t-shirts and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But also there's only going to be so many guys that works for, it's not going to be for everybody. Um, and when, well, look, if James Ellsworth can still get booked, then, you know, well, how much is James Ellsworth booking himself? I ask, well, you know, I think John Morrison will be okay. Is, is yeah, the point I mean, I'm getting he's, at. He's probably the biggest star of, of the bunch that were cut on Thursday. John Morrison getting like a was, you know, a top heel act on Raw with The Miz as much as you want to criticize it. I know we certainly have and will. And, uh, you know, you could say that about most of these people where we criticized what was done with them. Yeah. John Morrison was a prominent member of the Raw roster. He fell off a bit because Miz went and did Dancing with the Stars, and now John Morrison finds mm-hmm. himself without a job, much like his wife, Frankie right, Monet. Right, who was on fire two weeks operating. ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Frankie Monet yeah. not mincing words, jumping on no. Twitter Thursday night saying, fuck this company. Yeah. If you support actual wrestlers and professional wrestling, don't give them your money, which kind of echoes something we've been feeling for a while. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at so much of this as, as, as a double-edged sword. We have had episodes of this very podcast where we've talked about the sandbox and hell, Tony Khan's building one too, where it's just like, how many guys can you put under contract Mm -hmm. before it's a waste? There were prior to 2020, like 300 talents signed to WWE. Which well, I mean, was also had, there was also four different brands, you know, for sure. County UK, um, you know, spread around male and female managers. You know, it, it sounds like a lot when you group it all together. But when they're kind of separated off on their own, then, you know, each yeah, brand has a little over a hundred. The big brands have a little over a hundred. And then you had the people who were still in the PC 
um, going through training and, and fine tuning and stuff like that as well. So, you know, it's it's a big machine yeah. down there. Yeah. But like most big machines, it's very easy for them to chew you up and spit you out unceremoniously, which we've seen a lot over the past almost two years at this point. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it makes sense. They do have to, you know, the cullings uh, are not unexpected. I think it's the way they do them mm-hmm. um, that really grinds my gears. Uh, the fact, you know, doing them right before the holidays, uh, yeah. doing them so quickly, you know, is, is it more fucked up for them to um, tell, you know, hit row that they're going to, you know, have all these bookings and, and, and film all this shit and then fire them. Is, yeah. is is that more fucked up than just not having them do anything and not telling? You know, I I don't know the answer. I guess it's subjective, but you know the and the line of budget cuts still makes absolutely no sense None. as they're as they're pulling in record profits. None, like None. at least because nobody and nobody's buying it. Like sure, Johnny Ace, yeah, uh, we gotta we gotta trim the talent budget. Uh, uh. Yeah, nobody's fucking buying that, dude. I mean, at least take the bandaid off. Respect for these people. Creative has nothing for you, or what creative's doing isn't working. Like, yeah, there's. It almost would be better if they did not tell the lie. If if they just were like, we don't have any plans for you, or we just don't think it's going to work out. Like, and that's fine. Yeah, is it shitty? Sure, but it's less shitty than a bald faced lie. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, did was this decision to fire hit row made Wednesday into Thursday or, you know, were those promos and everything filmed just to fuck with them uh, or, you know, yeah, just to keep appearances up? Yeah, it's it's I, I, it's, it's just, really hard to say. And and we also don't know how much, if at all, the left hand knows what the right hand's doing here, that. That the people well, who are writing things for Hit Row to be on this show, that show, whatever, or having Hit Row uh, appear in these WWE shop promos, are they even aware that this round of, like, when did they even decide they're going to have this extra round of cuts? You know? What What, what was the impetus of the? It, it, was there anything beyond just like, ah, fuck it. We're, Johnny Ace is bored on a I Thursday think- afternoon. Let's, let's let some people go. I think uh, Vince McMahon was walking around his office without his uh, shoes on. He stubbed his toe and he got all pissed off. I was <laughs> like, "Let me fire eight people. That'll make me feel better." Hit row, get row. You know, he's go- he he's full Montgomery Burns, Charles Montgomery Burns. Oh he's, yeah, he's full. He's full on Mister Mister Snorl. Not to be confused with uh, the superstar Charles Montgomery Punk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's just he he he. Ah. Uh, I, I'm a bro- I'm a, it's a broken record. Like, yeah. How many times can we just say the same shit over and over again? I guess the answer is as many times as these releases keep happening. Yeah, At a I certain mean, point, I, they're going to be down to only 20 people and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> between four brands. And then it's going to be an issue for them. Right. Right. And, and also at the same point, I, I think we're going to hit a point where where it's going to have like a, uh, a semi-weekly segment where it's just, all right, they're like, oh, there's people on to the rest of the show. Like. I, I, I don't know what yeah. the, there's less and less meat on these. Like, okay, where do I think people are going to go? If I'm Tony Khan, I pick up Swerve and Tegan. Yep. Those, the, that would be my, 
you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see Morrison in there, if not for a cup of coffee, like maybe sure. a Zack Ryder five show deal just so he could be Johnny Elite and add that to his infinity gauntlet of, uh, of nicknames. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a couple matches that I wouldn't mind seeing Morrison. Totally. You know, and and, with some and guys he's definitely friendly with those guys. And, and he sure. definitely had conversations with them before he went back to WWE. So, I mean, hell, he was on BTE uh, with uh, Jurassic Express uh, before he signed with WWE. So there's oh, a relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. there, but I'm also like, he's yeah. 42 years old and I don't know yeah. how much there is there, if you will. Um, yeah. I, I think a return to Johnny impact most likely, or maybe yeah. with this, you know, bastardization of, uh, Azteca underground that's happening in MLW right now. Yeah. Maybe, you know, he, he and Taya go back into that. Although just as a quick, sidetrack into that they released the uh the poster for mm-hmm. the azteca underground promotion is doing a a show with the crash promotion in mexico which i didn't mm-hmm. even know was still a thing yep still uh, a thing. but hey it's still a thing and the lineup is pretty solid it's a bunch mm-hmm. of uh triple a guys on there bunch of um, w guys who, uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, most of the masks I saw Dragon Azteca or uh, Ray Horse mm-hmm. looked like he was on there as Did well. Did I see well, Drago I he was in there, or am I misremembering? I I think I saw Drago. I definitely saw Aerostar. Yeah, um, uh, Killer Clown, you know, or is that his, that's not his name? Psycho Clown. Psycho Clown. Yeah, yeah. Psycho Clown was there. Uh, the the Park family, the mm-hmm. L.A. Park, La Parka, whatever. That's yeah. very confusing name wise. I still don't know who the fuck's <laughs> But uh, but that seems interesting when sure. once it gets uh, filmed and released, I'm, I'm, I may check that out. But, you know, this stuff that I'm seeing about uh, I was texting uh, or messaging uh, our friend Gabe, who's uh, was our um, Luchana Ground correspondent out, yes. in, uh, out, out in L.A. And he was like, man, this is this is fucking sad. And uh, I concurred. It, it is. It's kind of it's I don't know. I mean, like. The fourth season of Lucha Underground did a lot to harm the legacy of Lucha Underground, and this right. is not helping. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they brought back at MLW Matanza. Yes. But then he took the gear off and was just Jeff Cobb. Exactly. Like on screen, he took the gear off. He undressed at the top of the ramp from Matanza and then was just like, I'm going to be Jeff Cobb now. Yeah. But Jeff Cobb was already known quantity in MLW. Uh, it's fucking weird. It's very confusing. weird. It's 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 very, very weird. And I, I don't entirely know where they're going there. But yeah, uh, Morrison could pop up there or AW. I think, again, Swerve, Tegan are 1-1-A for yeah. if I'm AW, who I would consider picking up for this group. Uh, Drake, Maverick, Spud, um, Impact, or God help him, WWE signs him again. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, fool me, fool me twice, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he, he won't get fooled again. Yeah, uh, Shane Thorne, <laughs> I could see pop up uh, in New Japan USA because uh, obviously Michael Ni- Mikey Nichols is there, but Jonah yeah. just popped up there also. So yeah, TMDK yeah, yeah, get the could, uh, the mighty. Yeah, they do not. Was, kneel. Wasn't that their thing? Yeah, the mighty do not kneel. TMDK. Mm. Um, and I will say Jonah popped up on Impact last night. So yes, uh, who knows if he'll get to have his roster. Uh, or his his stable uh, joined the roster of Impact. Also, Riker, I don't fucking know. He'll get a job on Newsmax or something. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I can't wait for his podcast that I'll never listen to. Well, I'm sure that'll get. I'm sure, we know what network it's going to be on because there's no justice in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. All right, folks. <laughs> hey, let's talk about something a little more exciting. 
Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, the World I'm Tag League is still going on. Yes. Oh yeah. Super Juniors still going on. That's not what I'm going to talk the about here. On those. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm not really digging into those because the they've been fine. There's nothing really worth going out in your way to watch. Uh, what I will say okay. is uh, some of the interesting things that are happening on the U.S. side and a massive show that got announced late Friday night. Um, so first things yeah. first, uh, they added a, a surprise Los Angeles taping for New Japan Strong called Nemesis. Uh, on that okay. show, we will see the aforementioned Jonah, former Bronson Reed, against David Finley. But it's going to be headlined by Jay White versus Christopher Daniels. So Daniels working really? again and uh, making his way through the forbidden door. Hmm. Okay. Is he still under contract with AEW? I feel like I haven't yeah, seen yeah, him since is, uh, they broke up him and Kaz. He's uh, VP talent relations there. He's got the old JR job. Oh, really? I, yeah. I was unaware of that. Yeah, he's an office okay. guy. Um, Good for him. But what was exciting was Friday night, midnight our time, it was 2 p.m. Saturday, uh, Japan time. Uh, they announced what the whole deal was going to be with the third night of Wrestle Kingdom. We had talked about how, okay, they've had two nights in the Tokyo Dome. Then, like, mm-hmm. three nights later, they pop back up at the Yokohama Arena. Why is this delay? Mm -hmm. What is the point? Well, it's going to be a super card as it's going to be New Japan versus Pro Wrestling Noah as ostensibly the number two promotion of Japan collides with the number one promotion of Japan. Now, the Noah crossover uh, is not what it would have been, say, 10, 15 years ago. Um, The the best description i can give you is this is basically if um tna now had a crossover show with wwe mm-hmm. okay i gotcha like it, it, it is it, that because a lot of the guys that were in noah back then are now in new japan <laughs> well i mean they've got kenta but it's more that so so quick history lesson uh, so there's New Japan yeah. and All Japan. They were 1-1-A because Anoki uh, mm-hmm. and Giant Baba split uh, from PWF, yeah. which was the wrestling company in Japan. So okay. they were the rivals. In 99, Giant Baba, who formed All Japan, he passed away. Then mm-hmm. his lead star, Misawa, took everybody from All Japan of note, except for Kawada, who was coincidentally like his rival and they formed noah they left the company and formed Noah. so basically like imagine if rick flair towards the dying days of wcw took everybody except for sting and formed a new company okay all right so that's kind of what what we're looking at with what noah was but the problem is noah didn't do the best job of building new stars the the biggest new stars they built were uh marafuji and kenta but they were right. always seen as less than behind guys like Masawa and Kenta Kobashi and, you know, all these all Japan stars to the point that Masawa wrestled way longer than he should have. Mm-hmm. And Masawa legitimately. Much like Claire. Uh, yes. But Masawa legitimately died in ring. Oh, yeah. He, he took a back body drop and uh, this is gross, but it's true. Severed his spine. Jesus. Landing on his neck. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. 
So since the passing of Masawa, Noah's been kind of in a rough spot. It's gone through a few different owners to the point where they're now owned by his group, uh, Cyber Agent. So basically they're owned by a giant, you know, internet company. Same mm-hmm. people who also own DDT and, and uh, um, Tokyo Joshi Pro also owns Noah. Noah's had kind of a resurgence, coincidentally, with fucking Keiji Muto on top, 60 plus yeah. years old. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the one name I recognize or at least face I saw that I was like, oh, Muto's over there. Yeah. So they have some names. They have some young up and coming talent, which is very good. Uh, Kaido Kidomiya is apparently phenomenal. I know Katsuhiko Nakajima is awesome, although I haven't seen him wrestle since he was like 20. <laughs> and he's now okay. like, isn't there an Aki, a guy named Akiyama? Or oh, is Akiyama's that over in DDT. He's in DDT. Uh, okay. Yeah. He was another all Japan, the Noah guy over the years. Okay. But um, right. the thing that's very weird is one of the matches they could run legitimately is Kenta versus Muto. And you have New Japan represented by a Kenta guy and yeah. a uh, Noah guy. And then a Noah guy is a New Japan, you know, true born that, yeah. in, in Muto. But um, it could be very interesting because this is, if I'm a Noah guy, this is my moment to m- make my name. This is sure. my moment to show the world that I'm worth paying attention to. Uh, yeah, no, and, absolutely. And the shit talking started pretty much immediately. <laughs> uh, in, Okada. In, yeah. Okada had no chill. Yeah, no chill whatsoever. <laughs> uh, it was something along the lines of if you're an Olympic level athlete, why do you watch people playing in their backyard? Uh, yeah. He, he full yeah. on shit on the Noah guys, which you know what? Fuck yeah. Let's go. Let's let's yeah. get shitty with Come each on, other. man. That's healthy competition. You yes. love to see it. Okada is, you know, the top guy, yeah. even though he's not the champ. I mean, let's be honest, you know, Shingo's included in all the artwork because he's the champ. But, uh, you know, if, if there was any other time and he wasn't the title holder, it would be it would be somebody else right there. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Okada, uh, Okada and Tana are still the one in one a of New Japan. Yeah. Uh, but the, the three talents for each company announced so far are Okada, Tana, and Shingo for New Japan. Yeah. Noah, aforementioned Kidomiya, Muto, and Nakajima. Um, it's going to be Saturday, January 8th. It will air on Abima, which is a streaming service in Japan. Uh, there's going to be an English language ver- option for the broadcast. It's going to cost roughly 35 bucks if you want to watch it live. If you wait a week, it will be on New Japan World and Noah's Wrestle Universe service. But uh, I will pros- wait a week. Uh, well, the proceeds are going to the Japanese Red Cross. So, uh, oh god! You know. Now I sound like an asshole. <laughs> you have a positive reason to give them money, but uh, totally unexpected to to see this crossover. I had said I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I know I certainly said it in private with. Uh, the tag league and best of super juniors being mm-hmm. so lackluster in lineups. What a shot in the arm it would have been to have other Japanese talent on the cards to have yeah. Noah representatives yep. on the cards. Well, I guess they were just holding their deck here for a big time arena show. So we've got that as night three of wrestle kingdom, new Japan versus Noah. Well, it, it at least, Get, uh, build some interest for the night three of Wrestle Kingdom because at first when they announced it, like fucking three nights, yeah, like, why, two nights in a row. Is why do I a need lot. a third night? Why do I need a yeah? Third and, night? and now we know. Now we know why. And it, you know, not knowing all I know about Noah is what you just told me in the past five minutes. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so uh, knowing that, no pun intended, uh, I am. You know, I will watch this show. 
with yeah. the curiosity to see who these guys are. You know, I see like gifts and stuff come around of, sure. you know, Noah guys or DDT guys or whatever. But, um, you know, if, if they're owned by the same company, why wouldn't you have a couple DDT guys on there too? I guess. I mean, they may end up doing so, but I, I, I think yeah. it's, you know, I, I think there's, there is some mustard behind having the marquee say new Japan versus sure. Noah. Cause you may have lapsed fans of either company. Yeah. Who are like, holy shit, they're doing it, even though it's not the Noah of old. Right, uh, right, right. It, it, again, it's kind of like how the invasion got so many eyeballs on it, even if the version of WCW or ECW that was on the show was not right. really the WCW or ECW you knew and loved. So, same true, idea. True. Anyway, interesting. Let's talk, let's talk about another company doing good things. Anyway. Wrestling had the Full Gear Fallout editions of Dynamite and Rampage this week coming at us from Norfolk, Virginia. Um, I gotta say, Norfolk, Norfolk, uh, Norfolk, Norfolk. Uh, I, I gotta say, they Norfolk. really, they really set the deck nicely for the post yeah. Full Gear environment. Uh, and the show started off. In kind of a chill way with a backstage promo with the uh, – th- this was for the Dynamite show. Uh, it was Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole backstage. Omega yeah. Well, said, the first they aired a recap of Full Gear. Yes, that's true. Um, and then we had that group backstage. Omega said he was disgusted. He can't believe he lost. He has to fix and change some things. Legitimate as he's going to be getting multiple surgeries putting him out for the next few months uh, up to and including taking him off of the triple uh, a triple mania show. So we aren't getting Vikingo versus yeah. Omega, unfortunately, but yeah, knee surgery, shoulder surgery. Um, uh, I believe a sinus surgery and something to take care of vertigo. Dude's been working with vertigo for two fucking years. That's insane. Especially, you know, a pro wrestler with vertigo, performing at the level of a Kenny Omega all around the world, doing the whole belt collector stuff, putting yeah. on insane quality matches with uh, the top talent available to him. It's it's it, it makes the run all more impressive. Yes. Yeah, very much so, uh, including my personal match of the year right now of Omega and Danielson. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm now just frothing at the idea of a 110 percent Omega getting to run that back when he gets back. But yeah. uh, some intrigue in this is a Omega mentioned. He has not watched the match back, which means he does not know that the bucks let the finish happen. And oh yeah. I didn't pick up on that. You're right. And he said, I want you guys to hold things down while he's gone. Cole referencing there and said, Hey cleaner, <laughs> I got this, but Omega that clarified. Did Omega did clarify that he was only referring to the bucks. And that was the end of the promo. So we got to uh, the the reason for the season, if you will, why they were running the post full gear show in by God, Virginia. It's National Cowboy Shit Day as it was time to celebrate the new AEW world champion hangman Adam Page. John Silver and the Dark Order in the ring. John Silver introduces Page. Page comes out wearing a Virginia is for lovers shirt. Big time yeah. pop. And massive. Yeah. Big time pop. He said he's usually pretty shy, but now he's the world champion. He's going to do what he wants. Celebrate National Cowboy Shit Day. 
And he said, uh, the AEW world title is a big responsibility, and his first responsibility is taking on Brian Danielson, which brought out Brian Danielson. And yeah, it did. Ladies and gentlemen, if I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I don't have the drop ready because I have to recreate it, but if there is a man who is the Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week, <laughs> it is the American dickhead, Brian Danielson. What a motherfucker he was, man. <laughs> Just I, an absolute prick, and I love Loved every second of it. I have not seen this version of Danielson in 15 years. This was the version of Danielson I absolutely fell in love with at Ring of Honor. A guy who is an absolute technician in the ring, but he's very aware of it. And he knows he's the greatest wrestler in the world. Yeah. And will remind you of it in the most obvious of ways. Um, he congratulated Hangman Page, but he said he's disappointed it's not Kenny Omega. Uh, Paige fired back and said, hey, you know what? I did beat Kenny Omega, and I did it in less than 30 minutes. Great line there. Yeah, and yeah then, it was. Uh, Danielson said, you know, he didn't come here to start something, but I'm going to kick your ass. He says he cares about wrestling, unlike Adam Page, who just flaps his gums, because when I won the title at WrestleMania, I wrestled the <sighs> next day. Goddamn. That's, uh, that's <laughs> some good shit right there, man. Yeah. If there's a way to uh, to get heat in AEW, that's the way right there. Paige says, hey, why don't yeah. we fight right now? Crowd chanting yes. But Danielson, again, being the dickhead that he is now, said, I don't think you're ready. I don't want you to have an excuse for when I beat you. And uh, we were going to have already Danielson versus Uno. So... Uh, Page and uh, Danielson got in each other's faces. Uh, crowd was chanting, let them fight. But they set up order. And, of course, when we got back from commercials, it's going to be Danielson versus Uno. And whatever frustration Brian Danielson had, he decided to take out on the masked second-in-command of the Dark Order. Because he just beat the, the shit out of that guy. Just beat the fuck <laughs> out of Uno. Just yeah, he did. absolutely wrecked him. Just chops and slaps and kicks and stretching yeah. out limbs and it was pretty awesome i i do have to the say thrashing so. of a lifetime uh <laughs> like <laughs> i'm was... sorry for evil uno but that shit fucking ruled <laughs> yeah look man if and then after the match he said he's gonna run through the entire dark order until he gets to page which hell yeah let's fucking go uh, starting next week in Chicago when he's going to kick Colt Cabana's head in. Um, and I, I am here. I'm here for that. I am very much looking forward to uh, to John Silver versus Brian Danielson in the year of our Lord 2021 or maybe 2022 at this point. I, I, I think I read somewhere that the next few weeks you can kind of tell based off of where shows are who it's going to be. Mm. So we've got uh, we've got Cabana in Chicago. If I, I think the week after is in Georgia. So they could run him in 10 and then mm-hmm, the week mm-hmm. after that is Long Island and they could run him in silver uh, at the yeah. Long Island show. Let's so, go. Yeah. Very into that. Very into that. We had an MGF promo that was uh, filmed right after the match at full gear saying he was not. It was covered. fucking awesome. Yes. Uh, he was not covered in paint. He's covered in uh, Darby's shame. So everyone said, <laughs> and then the MJF, shame wizard floated in. Yes, <laughs> MJF said that everyone said he couldn't wrestle. He was only good on the microphone, but he proved how good he is. He said even though everyone hates him, they have no choice but to admit how good he is. 
And while gesturing to his waist, he said, who knows what's next for MJF? Yeah, get that title, baby. Go for it. Very into that. Then we went to Eddie Kingston backstage with Tony Schiavone. He was about to be interviewed by Schiavone. But here comes 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, and I got very hyped. <laughs> it is funny to see this little, little scrawny little Danny Garcia just, you know, try and look all tough up against Eddie fucking Kingston, you know, <laughs> with, with, you know, the generation me right behind him. It's, it's, it's just a sight to see. Yes. Uh, but hey, they, they have a reason to have a match, which is 2.0 talking shit saying that Kingston didn't last as long against Punk as little Danny Garcia did. Mm-hmm, so Kingston mm-hmm. got all pissed off. He got all fired up. Starts yelling off mic about how oh oh you're cool with them calling you their son that's how you are yeah. that's how you are and Kingston he said, said he, he flat out said I don't respect you yeah I don't respect you and then he said I'm tired of this I'm going to catering <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a great out by the way yes excellent stuff then we had uh, the weirdest most fire pro on random tag match ever created the chaos team. Of Orange Cassidy, Tamahiro Ishii against the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, this was Hell a dream yeah. match for the Butcher, and unfortunately, one he got injured in. Uh, but the moments, especially where Butcher and Ishii were in, fucking ruled. Yeah, um, they did. But I think the thing that I, I I don't know what I loved more about this match, what whether it was the Virginia crowd, who not all of whom knew who Ishii was, quickly learning as they saw him yeah. fire up who the fuck Tomohiro Ishii is when 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 Big Tom was taking the um the blades forearms from one turnbuckle just eating them not even yes. flinching yes. just eating these elbow strikes and then walking butcher to the opposite uh turnbuckle all while you know not reacting at all I was like Jesus Christ this guy is a pro wrestling god and I yes. love him that might have been my favorite part or Watching Ishii walk to the ring, full existence, full existence is pain mode on TNT. Just yeah, the only thing watching that him we, wander we out. was his yeah. banger of a theme. Yeah, but. Uh, I I would have loved to to have heard it, but it does take a while to get going. It does, it does, and I get it. You want to you know have time for the match, it's, but. Big Tom Ishii walking out to the Pixies is just fucking surreal. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, Ishii hits Blade with a lariat and the sheer drop brain buster for the win for yep. the Chaos Duo. Then we go backstage again. It's Andrade and FTR. Andrade said he proved he's a better wrestler than Pac and Cody. Uh, Cash said he's frustrated. He and Dax were robbed. He said, why don't we get Malachi Black and have ourselves an eight-man tag? And I say, hell yes. Let's do that thing. Sure. Sure. Yeah. If we're going to get Cody, I'd rather have, you know, uh, seven, seven other, other guys in there that I like. <laughs> so, uh, take Conti cut a promo saying she didn't fail on Saturday. She learned. And that next time she gets a title shot, she will become champion again. We're, we're closing up chapters, open up new ones. Yeah. Britt Baker was interviewed by Tony Baker said she would instead talk about the first TBS champion, Jamie Hader. Didn't want to hear anything about Hater's opponent, and Britt Baker promised that Hater would win. Okay. I still don't think she will, but... Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, Then we had 
speaking of the TBS Championship Tournament, we had Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida uh, in this quarterfinal match. I thought this was actually really good. I don't think these two have ever had a bad match together. Yeah, I, I thought this was nice and snug and violent, including yeah. the standing stretch muffler for the win by Nyla, which looked nightmarish. Brutal. Yeah, that um, looked very painful. Very happy to never have to take that. Yes. Uh, now, of course, the reason why that won is because during the match, Serena Deeb attacked Hikaru Shida's already injured knee. So it's clear mm-hmm. that Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida are not done yet. Maybe they could have a lights out match. I'd be very for that. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, well, wasn't there was a there was a high spot or two? Uh, was there a table involved in this match or my uh, uh, the I chair? Know. I know there wasn't fucking, the Sammy man. Oh, it was a chair. Yeah, fucking oh, that's Rose right. went that's crashing was, through yeah. a fucking folding chair. Absolutely destroyed it onto the outside. Yeah, right. Brutal. Yes. Yes. Yeah, cannonball sent yeah. on to, to the floor. Yeah, Ugh. that was rough. Yes. Had a Malachi oh, Black geez. pre-tape talking about the definition of a nightmare. Uh, again, more stuff putting over the eight man tag. The thing that I enjoyed was his line of uh, to his opponents, take deep breaths while oxygen is still on your side. I thought that was a great line. That's a good line. Yeah. Yeah. MJF comes out for a live promo. Um, I've uh, I've got something terrible to admit here, Chris. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Sean Spears during this promo. How dare you? You're fired. Sean Spears just sets up a chair, sits down, starts eating a granola bar while MJF talks shit about Virginia. I mean, <laughs> you know, I could do that. Fair. I could Fair. swing a chair. You could. You absolutely could. But uh, this yeah. was all about MJF talking about how he's the future of wrestling. He could win the title whenever he's ready. No one in the locker room is at his level. And here comes CM Punk. Mm. Punk walks out. Fun note about his uh, about his shirt in a moment, um, but he comes out, walks down the aisle, and uh, he just gets in the face of MJF. MJF introduces mm-hmm. himself like he would backstage. Hi, I'm Maxwell. Punk just turns around and walks off. Interesting. Now, I don't know if this was intentional, but CM Punk was wearing a t-shirt, a rancid t-shirt for the album, and out come the wolves. On, yeah, that seminal punk rock album there. Yeah. On that album is a song called Ma- Maxwell Murder. Don't know if that uh, was an intentional move. If very so, nice. clever, clever. We went Once back. they do have a promo battle, it's going to be great. Oh, it, it, it's, it's going to be stellar. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Kingston punk level, but it's still going to be fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, well, they don't have the history. Well, they have some history <laughs> yeah. of the uh, Max as a kid meeting Punk at a, at a meet and greet sort yes. of thing. That's that's their history. Yes, but indeed. That photo's been making the rounds this week. Darby Allen was backstage talking about how he lost. He said MJF didn't break him mentally. We'll have a rematch at some point. He said he's not going to take any time off. He wants the biggest and the baddest of AEW. So Billy Gunn walks in and says, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> William Gunn, my friend, uh, please. Billy Gun- you may be legitimately the biggest because, you know, doping. Um, yeah, yeah but, exactly. All natural know. Billy Gunn. Yeah, yeah. His doofus sons. <laughs> God. Uh, Super Click were backstage, said Full Gear was one of the worst nights of their lives. Bucks aren't cleared to wrestle, but you know what? They'll come back stronger than ever. And on Rampage, 
Adam Cole is going to team up with Bobby Fish against the Jurassic Express. And it looks okay. like the Bucks don't really trust Bobby Fish. So. Oh, look at that mustache. Why would you? Yeah. yeah. Also, we have no idea how old he actually is. <laughs> He's 182, I think. <laughs> we had. It looks a- like somebody from a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> Like in in he would have his own like uh, wacky racing. Uh, sort it would of be thing. a gigantic fish skeleton car. Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And his theme should be fishbone. How's yes. that a thing? Yeah. Come on, guys. We had an absolutely right fucking there. awesome tag match. It was Leo Rush and Dante Martin against the acclaimed Max Caster <laughs> and Anthony Bowens. I, My God. Let's just run through the checklist of things we say all the time. Uh, Leo Rush is really good. Dante Martin's really good. And holy fucking shit, Anthony Bowens is really good. And Max Caster was yeah. there and entertaining. Uh, <laughs> just Dante Martin does things that are unreal. But Leo Rush has started to do like all these like strike Redirects. rushes and shit, which are unreal. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's been playing a lot of tech, I guess. I don't know. It's, 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 it looks fucking great. And then he, I guess, you know, I, I, I don't remember who tweeted. It may have been Warhorse talking about how Leo Rush is wearing a full bodysuit because it's more aerodynamic for him to run faster. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that, if that's a, you know, a kayfabe uh, explanation for that terrible bodysuit, I'll allow it. It's like a bootleg Power Ranger. Yes. Post-match, Team Taz comes out congratulating Leo Rush and Dante. Taz offering condolences to Leo and his family and said uh, that uh, we offered you guys or we offered Dante a contract last week and you got to make your decision real, real soon. So it looks like we're probably going to get Hobbs and Starks against uh, uh, Rush and Dante real soon, which fuck yeah. Send hook. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have him do something. I mean, him hanging out, eating chips is cool, but, you know, let's do something else. Yeah. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express were backstage. Christian said it was one of the best nights of their careers at Full Gear. Jungle Boy said the change inside him is here to stay, and thankfully he shaved off that fucking beard. Yeah, he even alluded to it in the promo. Yeah. Um, Has Marco Stunt been fired? Great question. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened to Marco. I feel like he was on Dark this week, but maybe I'm wrong. Was he? Okay. Yeah. All right. But it is weird that he's not there. I mean, Christian Cage is like full on. They're a trio now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, un- until cr- inevitably Christian turns on Jungle Boy, which yes. I'd imagine that's the route they're going to take at some points. Definitely, definitely coming in the near future. Um, but yeah, they'd see uh, Cole and Fish on Friday, which they did. Uh, and then we had the main event of the evening after a super 1980s promo from Jay Lethal. It was Jay Lethal making his AEW debut. De- against Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. I don't know about you, Chris. I was on two sides mm-hmm. of this. On one side, okay. this match absolutely fucking ruled. On the other side, Jay Lethal is a possible sex fe- uh, sex offender, and uh, I don't <laughs> really love that. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we still talk about how great Will Ospreay's matches are. So. You know what? That, that, but see, that's different. It's a, he, it's a, he didn't do anything still... per se. He just was shitty to someone who was the victim of abuse. I know, but he's still a prick. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jay Lee yeah. groomed people, uh, <laughs> if you believe the accusations. So, right. Like, the match was really good. It was really, really good. Sammy Guevara fucking murdered himself to get Jay Lee's all over. 
Legitimately, yeah, like the fucking swanton to the floor through the ring capers, sta- uh, ring, uh, ring bell, ring keepers, timekeepers. That's what it is. <laughs> timekeepers table. Timekeepers table. Uh, <laughs> craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, dude, fucking really. And that was just a couple days after going off the ladder through another, uh, through Scorpio Sky in a table at Full Gear. Yeah. Um, kids fucking nuts he's he's insane and and again great match really really good loved it but you know jay Liesel's if rumors would be believed an absolutely terrible human being so i don't know how to feel about this chris well the pro wrestling industry historically has been uh <laughs> breeding ground for terrible human beings yeah so you know the biggest star ever terrible human being so True. you know True. that's kind of Par for the course, unfortunately. I wish, like you, that he hadn't been hired full time and was this was just a one off or something like that. But you know, it's not the case, unfortunately. And now, because you didn't watch it, gonna very quickly go through. AEW Rampage, which was Friday night on TNT, kicked off with the aforementioned Darby Allen Billy Gunn match. Which um, Dabby, I, I can't believe I'm to say this. It was actually really good and kind of fun. Well, I mean, you I know, had a great time with Billy's. Uh, Billy's a big guy tossing little Darby around, uh, so it makes sense. You know, Darby working from underneath with the speed. I'd imagine uh, Billy, you know, just trying to power him uh, through. How did the, what was the finish? Was it like a uh, roll up or something? Finish was um, two coffin drops and a pinfall. So two coffin drops. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Darby got the win. I mean, look, Billy took most of the match because they went full, you know, um, Davey and Goliath with it. But sure. uh, Darby wins, wins clean. I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I, was, uh, was the Stinger out there with him? Stinger was out there with him, and uh, he got in the face of Billy and the Young Guns. So. The Young Guns. There you go, I like that. Uh, post-match, though, uh, the Gun Sons attack Darby Allen. Sting making the save there. Billy Gunn lays out Sting, and then they, the Gun Club stood tall, which means, unfortunately, this is probably not over. This feud must continue. Very good. Very good. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I, like, I like how you took a second to, like, okay, all right, let it sink in. Yeah, that, was, that was really good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I appreciate your TBS tournament quarterfinal match. Jake Cargill defeated Red Velvet. This was one of those matches that w- was sloppy as hell, but kind of sloppy in that way mm-hmm. that made it look a little more legit. Now, it may be because well, I mean, these two are not uh, the best of friends. Right. And they don't really know how to work, which means it probably was three quarters oh, yeah. legit. Um, how so, long was it? Uh, it was only six minutes and change. Okay, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Not super long, but Jade Cargill, Jade Cargill wins uh, and progresses in the tournament. I believe she's facing the winner of uh, Chris Statlander and Thunder Rosa. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So th- is is it Rosa and Hater then for the next round? Yes. I think Rosa and Hater, winner of that, faces Nyla, I believe. Okay, all right. Uh, maybe I have them flip-flopped. If so, my apologies, dear listener, but... Uh, Rosa yeah, I haven't looked at the bracket. Hater in a while, but... will be on um, 
on Dynamite, which I'll, I'll do the full rundown of what next week looks like when we wrap this up. Sure, sure, sure. We had the face-to-face interview with uh, Jurassic Express and Christian on one side, uh, and then Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and the Bucks on the other. Um, Mark Henry is perfect in this, as usual. Uh, Jungle Boy got the best line of it, saying, and I quote, You know, when I saw my first Bobby Fish match, I won. Hinting that he had never watched a Bobby Fish match besides beating him. So, uh, nice. Uh, thought that nice. was very good. Say he was one. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mark Henry ended up asking Christian if he was worried about interference from the box, and Christian just held up a steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. pretty good promo style right there. Yes. And then we had the main event, which Visual was Jurassic aids. Express against Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Shock of shocks. This was very good. Uh, it went 15 minutes, which considering the other matches only went eight minutes and six minutes themselves. It went as yeah. long as the other two matches on the show. Um, well, you know, but uh, it, it was very, very good. Uh, the finish was uh, Jungle Boy put Bobby Fish in the snare trap. Bobby Fish submitting after Adam Cole leaves Bobby Fish for dead. So uh, that oh, fun. is not going well. But Fall um, Guy Fish. Fall Guy Fish, indeed. We got uh, a very, very packed Dynamite this week, at least in terms of star power, because it's going to be the Thanksgiving Eve edition coming to you mm-hmm. from Chicago, which looks like it's going to be a sold-out show. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter for the uh, TBS title tournament quarter uh, quarterfinal. Uh, we're going to have – this was added during the show, and I'm sure you're going to love this, Chris – CM Punk versus QT Marshall. Jesus Christ. Why does that guy keep getting matches? <laughs> uh, we're going to have. Look, I, I, all I have to say is I, I hope Punk hits the GTS super square on the jaw, man. Yeah. Fucking bring it home, baby. <laughs> uh, we're going to have the eight man tag of the Lucha Brothers, Pac and Cody against oh, FTR, okay. Andrade, and uh, FTR and Malachi, Black. Malachi Black. Thank you. Uh, and we're going mm-hmm. to have Brian Danielson versus Colt Cabana in a match 15 years in the making. The last time they wrestled each other was in Chicago for Ring of Honor in 2006. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and it was Let's a 60 go. minute draw. So uh, I don't think they're going to run that back, but still. Uh, new, 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 new. Uh, they also announced that uh, Rampage is going to be a special Black Friday edition of Rampage, and that's going to be headlined by Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston. Also announced December December 15th <laughs> in Garland, Texas will be Winter is Coming 2021. So, Oh, yeah. Winter is that. Coming is coming back, as are my cats now coming downstairs to yell at me while recording is that the podcast. That? Okay. Yep. yep. I heard exactly. that. Which means we probably need to wrap this up because I need to feed some cats. Chris, anything you want to say All before right. I hit the button? Um, nah. Bye! The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers!
This is the, the Rough House, Rough House, House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Listen here, baby brother, got some of the kinder care kid, baby, five little small people running to and fro around their house. You got some shit to do. Leave them with me, Dusty D. Diddle Rhodes at the Dusty Rhodes Detention Baby Center. That's right. It's a daycare for your little shits. I was able to raise Dustin into the wackadoo, tranny, gold-covered wackanizzle that he was, as well as Cody. Whatever he did with that mustache, baby brother, he picked it up at the Dusty Rhodes Detention slash daycare center. We got stuff to climb on. Big boxes, small boxes, a Mama Celeste pizza for one. That six of these motherfuckers is gonna have to split. Ain't nobody gonna get enough food. Someone's gonna have to have some Kool-Aid and five pitchers of water but only one packet. That shit's gonna be watery, baby brother. Ain't nobody gonna get enough to eat, drink, or play with here at the Dusty Roads Detention Center. Look for me. I'm the house with the spots and the sun with the gold ass paint passed out in the front yard. Use code mustache for 5% off your child if it's a baby of color, baby brother.